the topic of my message today is basically uh, through it all. In James chapter 1, in verse 2, it says, Consider all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, keeping that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect reward, that you may be perfected and complete, lacking in nothing. You know, so times that we go through uh, aren't necessarily bad for us. Uh, not that, you know, and, and also if you want to put a topic to this message, it could be, does God tempt us? Does God put us through trials? You know, and, and I firmly believe uh, after we go through some of these stories today and some of the people that we're going to talk about, uh, and at the end of it, I think God will give us a clear understanding whether He puts us through trials, He puts us through temptations, uh, you know, to teach us things. Uh, I, I, I believe at the end of it we'll, we'll know one way or another. But anyway, you know, as I was doing this, I was thinking of some of the different characters in the Bible that have went through some really tremendous trials and, and, and really tremendous persecutions and things like that. And, and, you know, if we look back and we can look at Job, of course we know he went through horrendous things. Uh, you know, there's some things in Job that, that uh, you know, he lost his children, he lost his crops, he lost his, his uh, livestock, you know, pretty much everything Job lost. Uh, you know, and why did he do that? Did he lose that because God was testing him to see if he would stay loyal to him? You know, we know that, that in the Bible it says that Satan come before God and, and petitioned him. Uh, you know, as we get through these, I think we'll, we'll have a better understanding of, of what that was all about. Because, you know, Job, Job threw out this uh, ordeal that he went through. Uh, he questioned God a lot. You know, why is this happening to me? You know, what did I do to deserve this? You know, I've always honored you. I've always stood beside you. You know, I believe Job had a little bit of pride in him. You know, because, uh, uh, you know, we have, no reason to, to, we have no reason to question God. You know, God, if we will stand true and firm to him, he will do what he says he'll do. You know, and I can't see any place in the, in the word where, where God enjoys bad things happening. To, you know, we as parents, we would not enjoy bad things happening to our children. You know, sometimes our children go through bad things because of decisions that they make. And hopefully, they'll learn and grow from them decisions. They don't always do it, but hopefully. You know, you have, you have a choice. You've got one way to go or another way to go. You know, you, you got, you know, I can remember, you know, I, of course, I'm, you know, in my younger years, I was an alcoholic. You know, I drank a lot, <laughs> a lot. And I was an alcoholic. And I remember whenever God touched my life, sobered me up. And, you know, I really, I wasn't a church person or anything like that. I didn't know anything about church. Uh, so I, I didn't want to do. So I went to AA meetings. You know, and, and I firmly had this belief by going to AA meetings that God put me through this to get me to where I'm at now. But I know that God did not put me through that. My, my, uh, my flesh put me through that. 
you know, my desire, my tem- the temptations that come to me, I didn't know God, so it overtook me instead of me, over, you know, God overtaking it. You know, so it was not that God put me through them trials or put me through them tests to make me where I'm at today. Now, he could have used each and every one of them to do that, which I believe he has done to this day. Uh, but he did, not, he did not cause those things to come on me to get me to where I am today. Amen. You know, if we look at... Uh, uh, if we look at Joseph, you know, Joseph, I believe, you know, when we read that story of Joseph and, and his dreams, you know, and he started out, he, he dreamed that, of course, he was the youngest of all the brothers and his father favored him more than the rest of them. And so his brothers were all jealous of him. And so anyway, you know, he had this dream that he saw his brothers all bowing down to him. So he went and told his brothers about this dream. I believe there might have been a little bit of pride in there. You know, and his, because, because he did that, then his brothers hated him that much more. You know, and, and not that he didn't learn his lesson on that one. He had another dream where the Lord showed him that his mother and father and his brothers were bowing down to him. So he goes and shares that with them. And even his dad got mad at him over that deal. Uh, you know, so I believe there was a little bit of, a little bit of pride in Joseph. Uh, although Joseph, he stood true to his convictions. You know, all he went through, you know, he was sold to the, you know, the, of course, first his brothers wanted to kill him, and, and then Reuben convinced him, no, that's not the thing to do. So then they decided to sell him for money. You know, so they took and they, they sold him to this traveling caravan for money, and they went in and sold him to uh, Potiphar. And Potiphar took him, and immediately Potiphar seen that he was very intelligent, very handsome young man, uh, very smart, and so he moved him up to the head of his household. You know, the reason being is because, you know, he stayed, you know, no matter what happened, he trusted God in everything. You know, even though he might have had a little pride in him to start with, he still trusted God in everything, so it looked like bad things was happening to him, but not necessarily. You know, because he didn't really go through much suffering through any of this. You know, he was, uh, he was sold to Potiphar, and and it just so happens that, you know, Potiphar's wife tried to, to seduce him and, and was unsuccessful. And so she accused him. And he ended up, you know, getting thrown into, into prison. And then when he was thrown into prison, it just so happens that the, the uh, pharaoh, cupbearer, and, and a main chef got thrown into prison with him. And uh, while they was in the prison with him, he, they had dreams. The two of them had a dream, which Daniel interpreted the dream for him. Uh, and by interpreting this dream for him, you know, which he told one of them that he was going to be restored to his cupbearing position, he told the other one he was going to die. And three days later, that exact thing happened. But whenever the, uh, and because of that happening, and because of him being honest with them, and, and you know, telling what the Lord told him, because that happened, then whenever the king had a dream, then the cupbearer, you know, all, the, all the, the musicians and all them people couldn't interpret a dream, but the cupbearer remembered that Daniel had this special gift to understand dreams. Huh? Or not Daniel, but Joseph. Joseph, Daniel did too. <laughs> but Joseph. So anyway, when Joseph... Uh, so the cupbearer, of course, whenever Daniel left, he told the cupbearer to remember him when he went into the, 
to the Pharaoh's office, you know, back was restored, but the cupbearer didn't do it. But then whenever this happened, then he, he remembered that Daniel had this, Joseph had this ability to understand dreams. <laughs> We're going to talk about Daniel too. <laughs> but anyway, he, under, he remembered that Joseph remembered how you had a special gift for understanding dreams. So the, the Pharaoh brought Joseph in before him and he explained to him what these dreams were. And uh, as he explained the dreams to him, then, and he says, I understand you can interpret these dreams. And Joseph said, no, I can't. But God can. You know, Joseph didn't have any pride in him. He said, I can't do it, but God can do it. So anyway, he, he interpreted the dream for, for Pharaoh. And because he interpreted the dream for Pharaoh, and because, uh, you know, Pharaoh seen that he was a man of wisdom and a man of understanding, he put him in charge of everything in the, in the land. You know, because he stood for God's principles. You know, what God told him, he shared. What God told him to do, he did. You know, so he put him in charge of everything. And because of that, as we all know how the story ends, because of that, uh, he was finally, at the end of it, he was finally restored to, his family was restored to him. He was able to save his family. He was able to save his nation of Israel because of this. And, and they acquired great great wealth and great uh, land because of it. You know, the, the, the Pharaoh give them everything they wanted, basically, uh, because of the... And, and also, because of Daniel and the, and the blessings that God had on him, it blessed all the, all the, uh, all the land of Pharaoh, too. You know, Pharaoh became the richest there was. He owned everything. Because they ended up having to give the land to him, give their lives to him and everything. He owned it all because of Daniel being obedient to what God said. So even though, even though people caused the things to happen, you know, his brother's jealousy against him caused him to be sold. Uh, the Potiphar's wife having a desire for him and him not given into that caused him to be thrown into prison in every single one of those deals God used it for the good though not that God was doing it I mean God sees all so I knew he knew it was going to happen but he didn't control the situation you know you still have decisions to make every day we still have decisions to make every day I still have a decision whether I want to go out and drink today or not and I choose not to you know because God's delivered me from that you know uh, I have a decision every day to light up a cigarette, but I choose not to. I have a decision every day to take a pinch of skull and chew it, but I choose not to. You know, at one time I chose to do all those things. But God, in His mercy, changed my life. I didn't change my life. God changed my life. Right now He's working on my weight, uh, which I've really tried to give that to Him and, and trust in Him on this deal. You know, my wife encourages me too, but but uh, no, but God can help us get through these things. God can give us the ability to get through these things. You know, and then we go to to look at the other situation. Now I'll get to Daniel, and I'll be able to I'll say Joseph every time now. <laughs> but now I'll get to Daniel. You know, Daniel, uh, whenever he was very young, uh, his uh, 
you know, they, they come in and they captured all the, the young men and everything and they took them to uh, the country. I lost it. Huh? Babylon. You know, they took them into Babylon and the young men that, that was smart, the young men that showed ability, the young men that, that showed uh, uh, all those things, they was able to, you know, they took and they trained them. So Daniel went through a lot of training, a lot of, of uh, you know, he learned their language and, and everything, you know, all about them. And, and, you know, God, Daniel's about the only, there, there's others, but Daniel's about the only one in the whole Bible you'll never hear nothing negative mentioned about. You know, even, even in Ezekiel, whenever he talks about him, even in the New Testament, when he talks about him, you never hear nothing negative talked about Daniel. Daniel did not ever not do what God wanted him to do that we know of. You know, every single thing that God told him to do, every single thing that, that he was supposed to do, he stood by it, no matter what the, the consequences was. You know, he never did questions God authority in anything. You know, it was like whenever, you know, the three boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, would be thrown into the fiery furnace. You know, they said, if my God can save me, he'll do it. If he can't, you know, he's still my God. You know, they never questioned, uh, they never questioned that he had the ability to do what he said he would do. You know, Daniel, when he was thrown into the lion's den, uh, you know, if the lions tear him up and kill him, the lions tear him up and kill him. But if God delivers him out of it, wonderful. He's not going to, to curse God in them situations. You know, but when he was asked to defy his faith and, and eat things that he shouldn't, he refused to. When he was asked to bow down to statues and stuff that he wasn't supposed to, he refused to. That's the reason he got into those situations. And because of that, God kept elevating him. I mean, Daniel... The Babylonian Empire went for about 70 years. Daniel was through that whole Babylonian Empire, and he was there giving advice and, and correction the whole time. Even after that, whenever the Medes and the others came in there and took over, he also was there for a period of time after that. So he was about, oh, 70 to 90 years, something like that, had influence on that, on that uh, area. And God used him a whole time. Because of how he trusted in him. You know, never doubted that God could do what he said he could do. You know, so as we kind of go through these things, we can look at these things and think, well, did God put them through these trials? Did God put them through these temptations to get them where they're at? Well, let's go to the Bible. <clears throat> in James. Uh, chapter 1 again, and I'm going to start at verse 13. It says, let no one say when he is tempted or tried, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it gives birth to death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good thing... Every good thing is bestowed, every good thing bestowed, and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of light, whom there is no variation or shifting or shadow. He doesn't change. He's going to give us good things. He ain't going to give us bad things. 
He ain't going to give us things that we can't take. He's not going to put us through trials we can't go through. He's not going to allow us to be tempted beyond the ability to escape. He says anytime a temptation comes upon you, you, he gives you a way out. We don't always look for that way out. But he will give you a way out if you if you'll trust in him and you'll listen to his word. And he says... Where am I at? Such sides of his will be brought us forth by the word of truth so that we might be, as it were, the first fruits among many creations. So anyway, he asks us to... Do just like that song was saying. Through it all. You know, through it all. He wants us to stand firm in Him. He wants us to put our trust in Him. And if we do that, if we will do that, we won't have to go through many of these things. Uh, you know, and I guess one of the reasons why God brought this all up to me is that so many times it seems like in the last month or two, I've had so many people come up to me and... and tell me that well they believe God's putting them through this trial to get them prepared for something else or God's putting them through this uh, ordeal to get them through something else or or <clears throat> you know and, and it just got to where it was stirring in my heart all the time and, and kind of upsetting me in the fact that everything that happens bad we blame God for but the good things that happen we give credit to people for. <laughs> we do. I mean, it is amazing how, you know, all the, all the, you know, all the rain and all the, the floods and everything that, you know, like I say, in Honduras, you know, Sergio sent me pictures of just flooding everywhere down there, water running through the streets and cars floating down the roads. And, of course, we've seen that here, too. In Africa, I was talking to Epaphras yesterday, and, and he was telling me that, that area where he's at, there's been thousands and thousands of them lost their lives because of the floods over there now. But it has been a blessing in one sense is that through it all, the Christians are standing with them. The Christians are trying to feed them. The Christians are trying to give them drink and stuff. The Muslims aren't there doing that. The Islams aren't there doing that. But the Christians are there doing that. You know, so he says people are turning to the Lord just right and left over there right now because they're finding out that we as Christians, we care. It don't matter whether they come from the Muslim religion or not, we still care. You know, we don't hate Muslims. We hate the devil. You know, we don't hate gays. We hate the devil. You know, so whatever, we would love to see each and every one of them come to the Lord. That's our most important job is to bring people to God. It doesn't matter what their background is. You know, my background didn't deserve to come to the God. You know, an alcoholic, drank, smoked, did everything. I had no right. I had no rights. But God, in his mercy, chose to take me out of it. All I had to do is trust in him. All I had to do is trust in him. You know, any problems that we have... God can deliver us out of them. All we have to do is trust in Him. He says, all good gifts are from above. From the Father of light. All good gifts are. So if we want a gift given to us that's good, all we've got to do is seek Him for it. 
You know, he's still in the healing business. He's still in the deliverance business. He's still in the restoration business. You know, my wife and I, we've been over the past two or three years ministering a lot on restorations of marriages for the simple reason that we know what God can do in a marriage. You know, our marriage, because we trusted in God and we believed in God and we did what God told us to do, has been totally restored. Hallelujah. You know, uh, we have to do, we just have to, we have to put our trust in God. You know, He's the only one that can fix things. That's right. He is the only one that can fix things. That's right. You know, in, uh, in John 10.10 it says, The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You know, in that, when I was reading that there last night, it says that you might have life and might have it more abundantly. It doesn't say you will. It says you might. The might's us. The might is us. We make that decision to trust God. We make that decision to follow His Word. And if we do that, Joshua says, you know... Meditate on my word day and night, and if you do, I will make you prosperous, and all will go good with you. In in, uh, John it says, uh, I pray that you may prosper and be of good health as your soul prospers. You know, he gives us a formula for how to walk and live a a good life. He gives us a formula on how to, to overcome Amen. You know, but uh, it just, uh, it's just amazing how that song came up this morning. I'd never heard that song in my whole life before. And uh, it's a tremendous song. You know, just like, just like Stephen, whenever he was being stoned, his trust was in God. He says, don't worry. I see him sitting at the right hand of the Father. You know, whenever things don't, we don't think they can get any worse, we put our trust in God, and He'll make sure everything works out all right. He will make sure it works out all right. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we give you thanks this morning, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that we can trust you. Father, we thank you that you can deliver us out of all of our trials. We thank you, Lord, that you can deliver us out of all our temptations, Father God. All we have to do is seek you, Lord. Father, we thank you that you are a merciful God. Father, we thank you that you are a loving, caring God. Hallelujah. Father, as we study your word this morning, I think we can make that decision that that you don't put us through the trials, but you see us through the trials. You don't put us through the temptations, but you see us through the temptations. Through it all, Father God. You can carry us. Hallelujah. And Father, we thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for all those lost out there today, Father God. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, just just stir up in our hearts, Lord, how much that we need to understand that people need you, Father God. We, you ask us to be a light on the hill, Father God, and we aren't doing that. Lord, today, make us that light. We choose to become that light, Father God, today. To those that are lost and dying, Father. To those that need help, Father God. To those that are hurting, Father God. 
we desire to be a light to them, Lord.